We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome to the RotoWire DFS podcast brought to you by FantasyDraft.com. Use the promo code ROTOZONE for a 100% deposit bonus over at FantasyDraft.com. I'm your host, Josh Hayes, joined as always by Benny Ricciardi as we break down the Wednesday NBA DFS slate. You can always find Benny on Twitter at BennyRLivin and over at RotoCurve, RotoWire, and as a featured writer on the DraftKings Playbook. And you can also follow me on Twitter at JoshHayesFS. The Rotowire DFS podcast is available on iTunes and Stitcher, so if you get a chance to rate and review us, don't forget to share and subscribe. Benicio, welcome to another week of DFS. Hey, it's, uh, you know, really never stops for me, because now that NBA season's going on, go right into <clears throat> right into the next day's NBA stuff, right after the NFL games finished last night, so had a couple decent sweats in NFL and NBA yesterday, and... Uh, you know, hopefully we can uh, keep that going. Uh, you know, making money is definitely a good thing. Yeah, uh, just we just keep it moving. That's all we do. You know, so um, that's a it's a very strong um, point to emphasize here. Is the DFS is is like a sometimes you have to pick dates that you might actually want off. Give yourself a day off because it is like a seven day a week thing. Unless you're just addicts like we are. You know what I mean? Yeah. And well, I know, mean. I- I, I tell you all the time, like, I'm a, I'm not a fan of the smaller NBA slates. So, you know, a lot of times on Thursday night when there's only three or four games, you know, I, I won't play or maybe I'll just throw in like a $3 lineup in the, in the sharpshooter on DraftKings or something. Just, you know, 
so so I have something to, while I'm watching the games to uh you know kind of sweat with. But you know that's that's a big thing. I mean, if you're not comfortable with the slate, if you don't think that it's a uh, you know a good one that you know you you have a good chance of making money at, then you know th- there's nothing that says you have to play every day. Yeah, absolutely. But you know what we're doing? Playing every day. <laughs> yeah, I mean, with, with that with that being said, yeah, I mean, I pretty much play right. all, all the big slates. I want to have something. Uh, you know, something in there. But again, I mean, we're looking at this every single day. You know, some people, you know, this isn't their job. Sometimes life gets in the way. You got kids, you got, you know, your job, you got other stuff going on and you can't play every day. And that's the, the, the beauty of it. You know, when you have the time to sit down and you have a night off and you can watch, you know, two or three different games and you want to be involved in it, you know, you can pick and choose when you want to play and when you want to sit it out. So that's, that's, uh, you know, something that I like about this, uh, you know, daily fantasy game we play. Right. So, and, but you know what it also does is it becomes increasingly more difficult to watch when <laughs> you know you don't have action. You know what I mean? Like you're dialed in when you're in there and you're like, oh, I don't remember the last time I watched a sport and there, I just like did not have some sort of rooting interest or sweat. I mean, aside from my own like favorite teams, you know what I mean? So, uh, that's just how DFS does. It transforms you and, uh, we're going to help you be a part of that positive transformation today. We got some great stuff coming up on today's show. So we've actually been getting some questions on Twitter, uh, Benny, and we've talked about this here in the pre-show about the lineup optimizer that we talk about. And, um, how you can use the lineup optimizer, what you should be doing um, with this optimizer in order for you to win. Because I think people are just taking the optimizer and sort of rolling it out into their lineups and being like, hey, what happened? I think I'm doing something wrong here. I didn't win using the the lineup optimizer. So um, we're going to help some people out here. The the lineup optimizer is a baseline, uh, ladies and gentlemen, for uh, what you should be doing in your uh, DFS lineups, you know, depending on the sites that you're, you're, you're talking about here. So, um, we're going to give you a little uh, tutorial uh, right right now. And so we're going to start with DraftKings for for Tuesday. Now, we're using Tuesday even though we always talk about, um, you know, recording and posting shows a day in advance. But um, optimizers and the stats available are only av- uh, available same day to, to give you the most updated information. Now, one thing also that you have to note, I think there's like some sort of um, stats push or update right around um, – 1 p.m. Eastern time-ish, I guess, or before there. So, um, like, a guy like Ty Lawson, for whatever reason, keeps popping up in, like, the early default optimizer. Obviously, Ty Lawson's not, uh, you know, an optimized play. We have seen this get corrected later on in the day. So, I'll talk to support about that. But, you know, just, you know, it, very simply, all you have to do is just X out Ty, um, Ty Lawson and refresh, and you'll get a you'll get a better option in the slab. So, here's the default lineup for DraftKings, Benny. We've got D'Angelo Russell at point. And, uh, by the way, this is a four-game slate, if I'm correct. Yes. Yes. Okay. So for for Tuesday. So, um, and the and the rest of the plays we're gonna uh, give are for Wednesday, like a, a day in advance, thirty six hours in advance, like we always do. So just a quick disclaimer here. So the optimizers are gonna be talking about Tuesday's action, and you know you can sort of just use this as a reference point for everybody who set a, a Tuesday lineup on DraftKings. Okay. Uh, D'Angelo Russell, Kobe Bryant, Chris Milton, uh, Kevin Martin. Rudy Gay, Trevor Ariza, DeMarcus Cousins, and Gerald Sollinger are currently in the optimizer. Is that how you have it sh- shaken out as well? 
Um, you know what? I actually started playing around with it already and oh, locked okay. a couple That's guys in. So mine's a little different, but I think that was the original one that pops up if you don't lock anybody in or take anybody out. Or I think I took Ty Lawson out. Right. And that's how we got to there was the only, the only way that, the only difference. Okay. So, um, the first thing I, I, I like to do, uh, with this optimizer here, Benny, is take a look at the top projected play that they want to use, the top salary guy, which is DeMarcus Cousins on DraftKings at 10.2. Okay. And decide, Am I comfortable with him as my anchor play? All right. And, um, do I, and the, and the way that you can sort of do that is take a look at the projection below him for that position, which is power forward and say, okay, for, he's projected at 57 points. Can I make a case for anybody who can also potentially get me that sort of, you know, point ceiling or that point range for cheaper? Or do I feel like there's somebody that is, on this list that is a tremendous value that is just such a net more such a, a much more outstanding value than DeMarcus Cousins that I should pull him as my anchor play out of the lineup and sub in a different guy. So that's the first question to you. Um well I mean you're looking at this game uh tonight there's a couple things that are <clears throat> a couple things that are working in Cousins' favor. For starters, um you know and this is actually where using the optimizer is part science and also part art. And that's kind of the thing I want people to understand. So let's, let's look at it this way first. You look at that Sacramento-Houston game, and it's the highest total that we have on the board today. So using a high-priced guy like DeMarcus Cousins in the highest total game that I think is almost at like 220, 219 and a half or something like that, makes a lot of sense because you expect that the guys who get higher usage are going to do better in games where there's a higher total, especially if they're guys that are, you know, somewhat reliant on points to get more of their fantasy points. So for me, Cousins does make a lot of sense here. And you also have to think, and this is where I say it's part art and part science, you also have to use the art part of it and think about the game that you have here. Um, Rajon Rondo, you know, said something derogatory to one of the referees um, in their last game and is suspended for this game. So you're now taking the usage that Rondo had out of the equation for Sacramento, which also should tick up the Marcus Cousins as well. So there are multiple things, high total, you know, one of the other high usage guys on his team not being in there, so him having to pick up the slack. There are multiple things that are all working together here in the Marcus Cousins' favor. So for me, I would agree completely with the optimizer that Cousins is probably the top play on the night and somebody who, you know, should be in a lot of your lineups in this situation. Yeah, I a thousand percent agree. So um, th- th- this is the way that I, that I'm sort of looking at this here is so we've checked off that box there. We say Demarcus Cousins makes us make sense as a play, top total, great defensive matchup. You know, nobody else has the ceiling, so he's in there. And I'm glad that you mentioned that as a game total. So a game total is you know is a is a total that especially in GPPs and even in cash, you're trying to get um the best values out of that out of that lineup with that top total on the board and you can see head and shoulders above the rest 219 and a half crushes everything else on the board so you're trying to get exposure to all the best spots of that that you can um in in this lineup today so that's 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 where your starting point uh is there you so we say yes we do feel comfortable about power forward now what we're trying to do here is evaluate the rest of the lineup optimizer and see, okay, where can we do better? Because every time we make a case for a better play, especially if it's a salary saving situation, um, at, you know, in 
um, the optimizer. So by the way, we're going to click the lock button on DeMarcus Cousins. So every time we refresh the optimizer and change it, it's go. And when you add players to the mix, it's going to try to keep giving you um, better players uh, every time you free up salary. Okay, or give you the next option if you decided to pay up for a guy and, you know, give you the the next best guy up if you said, hey, I really have to spend money on James Harden today as well. You know, can I create a lineup that has Cousins and Harden and still looks like it's a it's a it's a a playable lineup? So we'll go ahead and start the point guard position uh, here, Benny. Point guard and guard are the next two spots that we're going to take a look at. What would you do? Um, so the default for the optimizer, by the way, was D'Angelo Russell at 5,300 and Kobe Bryant at 6K. What What's your move here? All right. Well, what I actually usually like to do, <clears throat> I like to lock in the guys who are going to be my definite plays and then let the optimizer give me the ideas of who I can use to fill out a lineup. Mm -hmm. So to go back to the example we were just talking about, we know that Rajon Rondo today is not going to be in the game. Mm -hmm. Now, this is actually why like, you can run the optimizer early in the morning and you can get a completely different set of guys than you will if you run it closer to lineup locks. So for people who use the optimizer, I would tell you that you know, it's okay to run it in the morning and get like your first draft kind of, but I like to run it later on in the day closer to the lineup lock where we have a little bit more information. Sure. So one of the, one of the first things I would do is knowing that Rondo is out again, part art, part science. Think about who's going to benefit from Rondo not playing. And to me, knowing the Sacramento Kings, who I know is one of your favorite teams, if you don't have Rondo playing point, you're probably going to get more minutes out of Darren Collison than they have even on the optimizer right now for Collison to play. So right now I think the optimizer has Collison with like 28 minutes or so. Mm -hmm. And we know that if there's no, you know, Rajon Rondo, who's a guy who plays, you know, upwards of 40 minutes sometimes, you're probably going to see extra minutes going to Collison. So one of the first things I would do is go over to Collison and I would lock him in. Now, when you're doing this, sometimes – you know, again, as we say, sometimes during the day and especially right before lock, you'll get information that's late breaking news. So I like to lock in the guys that may not have the highest number on the optimizer that the optimizer wouldn't show up, but that I know are going to outperform, you know, the number that the optimizer has either because of minutes or because of usage or because of some other situation that, you know, the optimizer isn't taking into account when the numbers are first put in there. Right. So I would lock up a guy like Darren Collison mm -hmm. and put him as as a lock as well. So not only would I lock up my favorite high-end play, like a guy like the Marcus Cousins, mm -hmm. but I'd also lock up a guy like Darren Collison, and those would be two guys that I'm like, these are two guys that I definitely want into my roster. And there's actually even a third guy that we can mention while we're talking about point guards today. You know, with um, Emmanuel Moutier hurt, you're also going to have <clears throat> Jameer Nelson playing closer to 35 to 40 minutes than, uh, you know, 25 to 30 he usually plays as well. So you would lock up guys like Nelson and Collison, who I think are going to be two of the best value plays that you have on a day because of the, you know, injury news and the guys being out, as well as the guy who you think is going to be the top stud on the day, like at the Marcus Cousins. So the first three things I would do is I would put, you know, click the little lock button next to Collison's name. I'd click the little excuse me, the little lock button next to Jameer Nelson's name, and I clicked the little lock button next to DeMarcus Cousins' name, and then I would refresh the optimizer and run it again because, like you were saying before, you know, guys like 
Collison and or Nelson could be cheaper than guys like um, who was it that they showed up? De- D'Angelo Russell and Kobe Bryant or something in those two spots. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. So if you lock up those cheaper guys, well, now the optimizer has extra money to spend. So it's going to go to guys at other positions that can give you more fantasy points than some of the guys who it might have originally given you when you were locking up guys who were five or six thousand dollars in those first two spots, as opposed to locking up, you know, Nelson at forty five hundred or Collison at forty nine hundred. You know, this way you're going to get, you know, instead of like maybe a, you know, I don't want to call him like a punt play, but say you have a punt play there that's, you know, a $5,000 guy who can get you 30 points. Which well, was now you have Jabari Parker originally. Right. Okay. So like you had like Jabari Parker there, you know, who could get you 25 to 30 fantasy points. Well, now we have an extra 1500 to 2000 to spend on the optimizer. So the optimizer is going to be able to give us a better guy, which when I click the button right now, it gives me Rudy Gay, who's somebody who, again, in that same game should have a higher usage without Rondo in the high total game on the day and, you know, is more expensive and is also going to give me more overall fantasy points. Right, and if you take a look at the projected point total, too, we we were originally sitting with, let's see here, um, who did they originally have at small forward? Uh, I, I don't know if it was a Tentacumpo or who it was. Um, at the small forward position, but let's just say it was a middle of the road guy, like, um, you know, Trevor Ariza, who, <coughs> who, who, who I'm totally fine with. Uh, well, okay. Trevor Ariza is actually in the optimizer now, so that's not, not the best example, but let's just say it was a middle, middle tier guy, a Jay Crowder type who was projected for 26.7 fantasy points. Now, now that you've taken the optimizer up and you've, they've used that cost savings to pay up from 5,700 to Jay Crowder all the way up to Rudy Gay at 6,900, what you've done is just increased your point total ceiling here by almost 10 fantasy points. Jay Crowder's projected for 26.7. Rudy Gay is projected by 35.5 because so because you were able to find the value at at Darren Carlson, Jameer Nelson, you just added 10 fancy points into your lineup overall. Now the mm-hmm. overall projected point total um, on the optimizer is actually going to show a lower number because you know they haven't uh, adjusted yet for you know Ray John Rondo being out and Jameer Nelson getting getting the point bump. Okay, so but this is how this is why you use the optimizer as a baseline and not the end all be all for your lineups. Okay, so um, let's go ahead and talk about what you want to do with the rest of this lineup. Because, and the, here's the other thing too with the optimizer too. Sometimes you're going to swap out five, six guys in the optimizer. Sometimes you only swap two or three. You felt like they've nailed it pretty much, and there's only one, one or two spots that you can improve. But you're almost always going to be able to get to get um, a minimum of a couple guys that you can, you know, edit out of the optimizer and uh, lock in. I don't think you and I, Benny, would ever say that's the best lineup you know, from the optimizer and say, mm-hmm. roll with that, you know, uh, you, you agree with me there? Yeah. I mean, I use, you know, I use the optimizer as a baseline, right? Like I use it as my, okay, well, who are the guys, you know, cause sometimes you, you, you always know, and anybody who plays DFS will, will tell you this is a lot of times you have a certain number of guys, whether it's three, whether it's five, whether it's six, who no matter what you want in your lineup, mm-hmm. but you have to, you know, put the requisite eight or nine, depending on what site you're playing in there. And those last three guys sometimes are usually the guys that were like, you know, that's the guy that cost me the difference between winning first place and getting, you know, 50 times my money back or the guy who cost me, you know, missing on the bubble because those last two or three guys, you know, you made a, you made a poor decision on. 
So I don't use the optimizer to give me my entire lineup. There are certain guys who are going to stand out to me or guys who I feel comfortable with. And then what I want to know is what's the best combination that I can make to score the most points with the amount of money I have left and the amount of positions I have left. So like I said, just at a quick first glance looking at this, I know I want Jameer Nelson because he's going to you know, be seeing more minutes and, and having a big score at a low price. I know I want Darren Collison because of the Rondo situation, and I know that the Marcus Cousins are the three studs that I want. So now I, if I'm playing on DraftKings, there's five other spots I need to fill. So what I'm doing with the optimizer is trying to find out who they think those five guys are. And just as an example for you, like here's the way it works for me. One of the guys that pops up on the optimizer here is Kevin Martin, who's somebody that wouldn't normally have been on my radar. He's not somebody that I play often. But when I saw his name on the optimizer, now I'm going back and looking at his game log. So I'll go to, you know, wherever you go to look up game logs or, you know, reference is a popular place. So yeah, or even if you just click on, you know, his name and DraftKings or FanDuel or yeah, whatever site you're on, you know, you click on it. And when I click on it, I notice. Well, hey, this guy's been like $4,000 for the last week or two. His minutes are up to, he played 40, 40, and 24 in the last three games. He scored 43, 31, and 25 fantasy points. So that's like 11x, 7.5x, and 6x based on his value. So all of a sudden now, I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. You know, I didn't have Kevin Martin on my radar, but he's popping up on the optimizer you know, let me still go double check. You don't just blindly throw these guys in your lineup because the optimizer says so. You know, you go and you look at all the other factors that we talk about every day when we're picking our players. So I see Kevin Martin is in a game against Denver, and I say to myself, well, hey, Denver's one of those teams that plays at a high pace, gives up a lot of fantasy points. Here's Martin, a guy who's been playing literally twice as many minutes as he had been a couple games before. You know, yeah, he hasn't really been on my radar, but you know, looking at his numbers, he probably should be. So now I just got a guy who I wasn't thinking about and probably wouldn't have played. And now I'm going to be like, hey, he might be a guy that I need to lock into my lineup at this point. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you there as well. So um, we, so now we've improved the, the, the small forward positions with Rudy Gay and Trevor Ariza, which are, to me, like you've just got two or more players um, into the top total on the board. And normally we don't have to – I don't know if I'm going to have like four guys of exposure into a game in normal circumstances, but this is absolutely what you want on a four-game slate with a total of 219 that's 15 points higher than the rest of the schedule. So you're, I'm fine with Trevor Ariza and Gray. I think that's about two, two of the best plays that you could make in my mind. You, you agree with me there? Yeah, I mean, again, you know, this is, again, going back to the art and the science of it all. You know, again, Josh and I always talk to you guys about – you want to you want to target guys that are in the highest total games. You want to target guys in games that are going to be close, that aren't going to be blowouts, that have a high total. You know, this is a 220 spread when the next highest spread is what 204 on a day or something like that. Yeah. And you know the the next highest total, I mean, and the spread in this game is only two points. So you got to figure the game's going to stay close, meaning that there's a good chance the starters get their you know normal amount of minutes, normal amount of run. So if you're going to have starters getting their normal amount of minutes, normal amount of run in a game that's, you know, a higher total than most of them usually see themselves in or that they usually play in, you know, this is exactly what you want. So, you know, again, you know, if in cash games, sometimes you don't want too much exposure to one game at a time. But in a tournament, if this game is 15 points higher than all the rest of them, and these are the guys that are the most likely to get you five, six, seven X value, 
I would have no problem rolling three or four guys from one game on a small slate like this because there's a good chance that that's where the most fantasy points are going to come from. So it makes perfect sense to me to do it. All right, fair enough. And so then we come back um, to the uh, last spot in the optimizer here, which is uh, Jared Sillinger uh, at, at at center. Um, and you take a look at the center position here. You have 6K to work with, so you have, you, you're sort of semi-restricted by the cap, unless you can go back to small forward with the optimizer and say, okay, I'm taking a look at small forward here. We've got Rudy Gay. I've got Trevor Ariza. Do I feel like I can slide down to anybody and still, um, you know, benefit overall. Like, from, to me, the only other option that I would really be interested on this war game slate is Omri Caspi over Trevor Reza, and they're the same price. And I don't think mm-hmm. Omri Caspi has a higher ceiling uh, than Rudy Gay in, yeah. uh, in, in my in my mind. So mm-hmm. now I actually do have something that I would change in this. Okay, let's. Um, so you know, again, looking at the art of this all. You know that lately, for some reason, Jared Sullinger has been seeing less minutes. Sure. Um, Kaleo Linick has been playing well, so he's been getting more minutes. But the projection systems are based off of, you know, a whole a whole algorithm that basically takes into account, you know, the average points that the guy's scoring, the average minutes that he plays, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But you look at it and you say, well, you know what? Sully's kind of in the doghouse lately. He hasn't. He's been playing, you know, a lot less minutes than he normally does. He's, you know, not producing the way he normally does. He's not doing what he normally does. I don't know if I would feel really comfortable rolling him out there in a lineup. So, you know, you can look and say, okay, Sully is 6,100. So you can exclude him from the lineup and then run the, you know, optimizer again and see if it gives you a better option or if it actually changes a couple things around to get, you know, some better players into that lineup for you. So when you exclude Sully thinking that he's not going to be the best play, What it actually does is it'll give you Kobe Bryant when you want run the optimizer again. So again, you don't take this stuff directly as gospel. Now what you do is you take Kobe Bryant and you say, all right, well, let me take a look and see what Kobe Bryant's been doing lately and if he makes more sense to me than Jared Selinger. And they're completely in the opposite situation, whereas Selinger is seeing less minutes and, and putting up less value in the last couple of games and producing less than he had been. You go and look at Kobe and you say, well, hey, his minutes are up. His shots are up, his points are up, his rebounds are up, his assists are up. You know, Kobe's a guy who's on the upswing that's been giving you, you know, he went seven and a half times value in his last game. He's gone 5x in, you know, two of his last six. So, you know, in half of his last six games, he's given you five and a half x or better. So I would feel a little more comfortable rolling a guy like Kobe out there than I would a guy like Jared Sullinger. So just because the optimizer spit out Sullinger to me when I first looked at it, you know, while I go in and look at the numbers and look at the matchups and look at what I can get out of it, I'm more comfortable using a guy like Kobe. So at that point, I would take Sullinger out of the lineup, you know, which you can do by hitting that little X to exclude him. And then, you know, when you run the optimizer again, the guy it spits out is Kobe. So now you go and look at Kobe, and I'm a lot more comfortable having Kobe in my lineup in this matchup than I would have been having Sellinger in my lineup. And even if you think about the game, you know, Sellinger's going up against Cleveland, who's a very good defensive team. So I don't usually like to take a lot of guys against Cleveland. Boston is a higher pace team than Cleveland is, so Sellinger's in a game where he's actually getting paced down a little bit. So it makes sense to me to look for another option outside of Sellinger, and the option that it spit out to me is Kobe. When I look at the numbers for Kobe, I'm like, you know what? This makes sense because he's been playing five or six times value Often in his last couple games, I like the matchup against Milwaukee here. So 
I would substitute Kobe in at that point and put him in my lineup instead of Sullinger. And you may hate Kobe. You may like Sullinger more. You may hate one of the other guys that the optimizer spits out. Could be somebody that you have a personal vendetta against. It could be somebody that you just don't like playing. It could be a situation where you think, man, I think the Lakers are going to get blown out here, so I don't want any guys on the Lakers in here. So, you know, basically what you do is you just take all the guys that it spits out on the Lakers and exclude them and see what the best options that it'll give you outside of that is. So, like I said, the the projection system is like your starting point. Right. But you still got to do the, the work and the research and the, you know, situation where you say, is this guy really the best guy to play? Because... You know, sometimes you might have different feelings about it than, you know, the optimizer or, you know, what the pure numbers just say based on that fact. And, you know, the, the combination of using the, you know, the, the math of the optimizer and using, you know, your knowledge of basketball or football or whatever sport you're running the optimizer for is how you ultimately wind up with the lineup that you want to roll out there on a daily basis. So that that's the way I look at it. Right, and so I think Benny just laid out like a good outline. We sort of give you an overview of how you can use the optimizer to create a, a better lineup, but you certainly shouldn't be using the default and, and rolling with that. You're going to need to to make some tweaks and then when lineup clock comes as well and those are some last minute injuries or scratches you might need to make some more tweaks there as well uh, what i like to do for the optimizer and the projections that are available and by the way if, you know if you want to go over this like we just talked about you can go to rotorwire.com slash pod get a free 10-day trial for the optimizer and use every um site that your heart desires eight different sites i also highly recommend fancy draft not just because they're a current sponsor of the podcast but for those of you people who may be struggling with your dfs lineups or you know bouncing around and not trying to figure out how to get the optimal plays in fancy drafts makes it super easy with removing the lineup restrictions you just need guards you don't need point guards or shooting guards you just need forwards or centers so it's a lot easier to come up with a lineup that you feel the most comfortable with because the position flexibility rules are so lax on that site so uh, and then we'll talk about that more later on the show but make sure you take advantage we've given you the tools to sort of uh figure out how you should be plugging in playing here with the optimizer uh, so rotowire.com slash pod free 10-day trial try it out uh get some lineups going play play around with the optimizer see how you can we give you the tools to sort of tweak how you can get these optimal plays and this is what you do by the way we're going into the wednesday slate like we always do and we're going to give you our top point guard options and value options at every position and you can take notes with the, the, the guys that we recommend versus the optimizer there as well and you're like oh you know what? that's a great idea i didn't think about darren collison today i'm going to take him out and then i'm going to sub him in and then let's see what else i can do with, with that extra money that found money that uh you know benny and josh just gave us with these top plays and we're giving you value plays and top plays or we'll tell you that there's no value play that we like at every position every single show that we do so if you combine this podcast here with the optimizer that you can try for free um and you're going to be able to get be- val- value options and top plays at any one of those positions that you like we're going to give you as many opportunities to get uh the best information possible for your dfs lineups so that's how you get it done guys boom boom. you can thank me later all right (laughs) (laughs) let's go ahead and get into the thursday slate here a little bit behind so we're trying i'm going to try to limit like uh my uh you know jibber jabber here um and we'll start at the point guard position here benny your top options on the 24 team slate for wednesday's action yeah this is this is a huge slate for us um i really like steph curry for cash in this one Phoenix is a team that plays at a, at a really high pace. They've been giving up some big numbers to point guards so far this year. You know, Steph is very expensive, so I don't know if I would roll him out there in tournaments. 
but I think he's probably the top overall option on the day. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think I'm going to be paying up at the point guard spot for at least one guy, whether it's Steph against Phoenix, whether it's, uh, <clears throat> you know, I, I actually like, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm a little under the weather today, if you can't tell. Um, I actually like Westbrook and Lillard in this game because both of those teams give up a lot to point guards and they play at a really high pace. So I feel like that game's going to have a really high total going to be going to see a lot of points in there and you obviously are going to have a lot of trouble fitting more than one of those three guys into your lineups so for cash i think steph is probably my favorite um for a tournament i think russell westbrook will probably go pretty low owned so i think westbrook might be the guy who i would decide to roll for a tournament i don't really love any of the cheap options much at the point guard spot for the wednesday slate Unless we get some value that opens up, you know, Jameer Nelson, Denver is not on this one. Rajon Rondo, you know, they're not playing, but he'll be back anyway. It's just a one-game suspension. So unless I see that somebody's hurt and somebody's out where I can find some value, I'm probably going to be paying up at the point guard position. It's probably one of the positions where I think there's very little value on the day and you really got to go up and get one of the big studs. Yeah, I totally agree with you there as well. I've been filtered to this late. That's the tough thing about this late too is because, like, you know, a, a couple of the – you get handcuffed here because one of the top plays here right now would be New Orleans um, to target against on the on the defensive end, but you don't like what they're doing at all at the point guard position. It really is a mess. So, I mean, you could you could make a, 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 a potential case for, I guess, uh, Trey Burke is the only guy you could feel comfortable with, but he's really just tournaments only. You know, he's only paid off – um, you know, less than 4x on his price tag in the last two contests. And then before that, he had a stretch where he went 6, 8, 5x, 5x, 9.5. So, like, if you're going to go cheap, that's actually going to be my, like, my best recommended option in my mind because you're getting an, an elite matchup. But it's probably better to, to stay safe with him in tournaments than it is, uh, to be in, in, in cash games. So, mm-hmm. um, that's how I'm, uh, I'm rolling that out there. Um, so, uh, but for the most part, I'm with you. For cash, Steph Curry. For for, for cheap GPP, I'm going to go Trey Burke, and then you really need to stay sort of above water here and take advantage of, you know, some of the uh, um the better options like uh, that are on the slate that are are more uh, pricier, and like the Reggie Jacksons and you know Chris Paul against Milwaukee. If you want to if you want to pay up, so I'm with you there 100. percent So we can move on to here to shooting guard position here, um, Benny. Let's go ahead and talk about your top cash and GPP options. Yeah, there's. <clears throat> Again, a couple guys that I'm looking at. You know that that Phoenix team plays at a high pace. I, I wouldn't pay up for, you know, Butler or Bledsoe really today. And it's not that I don't like them. It's just that if you're paying up at point guard, you know, you, I mean, I would love to tell you guys, yeah, let's play uh, Steph Curry, Jimmy Butler, you know, Kevin Durant, DeMarcus Cousins. But, you know, with the salary cap, we can't do that. So I think that one of the positions I'd be looking to save at here today is probably shooting guard because there's a couple interesting options, a couple guys who are – you know, cheaper than they have been and are still putting up some pretty good numbers. So I would look down at, um, you know, you have guys like, again, I don't know exactly what's going on in Utah, um, but Alex Burks started at the point guard the last game and then the game before that, or he started at the point guard two games ago, the last game Raul Neto started. If he's starting at the point guard again, and I think he's going to see those 30, 35 minutes, he would be somebody that I'd look at. I also like his teammate, Rodney Hood who's been playing 30 minutes a game and, and you know, putting something up up there. Um, other guys who I've been using a lot lately, uh, Chris Middleton has been seeing his minutes creep up to, like, 40 minutes a game. He's had a couple big games where he's gone, like, five and six times X. 
Um, so that's a price range I'd look at. You got uh, Raymond Felton, who even with uh, Darren Williams back last game, you know, still went 6x value. So he's still under 5K. He's definitely somebody that I like. Uh, Contavious Caldwell Pope has had some huge games lately. You know, 5x, 10x, 5x. Had a bad game with 4x and then 6x, 7x in his last six. So he's another guy that I'd look at. And if I was paying up a little more, like I said, Clay Thompson makes a little bit of sense to me. Um, also Wesley Matthews, who we know is playing more minutes. He's another guy that makes some sense to me. So I think there's a lot of guys in that mid tier and like that 45 to $6,000 range that I would be looking to roll here. Um, you know, depending on how things work out and, you know, who I thought was in the, uh, you know, the best situation. If, if there's no other value that opens up at that position. Uh, I totally agree with you there as well. I like uh, those recommendations. I'm still going back to the well at Wesley Matthews. And I actually like the fact that he sort of stumbled a little bit, just 21 fancy points on DraftKings in his last game. Uh, uh, on Monday. So, uh, but you take a look at the matchup and the production, uh, check out the last four games prior to this 6.8, 6.1, 5.8, and 12.3x with a 34, um, and 16 with 10 trades. So the ceiling is through the roof on Wesley Matthews and he's a pretty safe cash floor too, although the price has risen above 4k. It never should have been a below 4k in the, in, in the first place for me. I'm just going to take advantage on DraftKings here with Indiana who has, we know has, um, Monte Ellis at the shooting guard position. They give it the single most uh, fantasy points to opposing shooting guards in the NBA. So there's my spot to take advantage for cash and GPPs. If I'm not going up top here um, with some of the, uh, the uh, more expensive players, West Matthews to me is, is a lock play at the shooting guard position. All right, let's go ahead and talk about small forward now. Benny here, top cash and GPP plays for Wednesday. Yeah, this is actually another spot that I'm saving. Again, not because I don't like the guys up top, but I don't like the value equation that the guys up top offer for you. The two guys who I'm looking at um, you know, we talked about it last time with the Memphis team. Memphis is going with Gasol at center, and then they're going kind of smaller with, uh, you know, one of these, you know, small ball lineups, as we like to call it, where Jeff Green's playing the four, and with the injury to Tony, um, Tony Allen, who, again, I'm not sure if he's definitely going to be out or not. You also have Matt Barnes in the same situation. So for like that 45 to $5,000 price range, you got guys like, um, Matt Barnes and Jeff Green, who have been putting up 35 to 40 fantasy points, you know, 6, 7, 8x value over the last week or so. Those would probably be some other guys that I'd be looking at here, again, so I could save money at the position in order to fit in a a Steph or a Westbrook or a Lillard or, you know, whichever one of those big point guard options that you want. I think you've been getting such good value and, you know, extra minutes, extra usage out of a guy like Jeff Green that he's probably my top option. Um, But I also like Matt Barnes as well. But I think that Green would probably be my number one, especially if you're going to be able to keep getting him at like 45, 4600. You know, for me, a guy at 45, 4600 that's now playing 40 minutes or more and putting up 30 plus fantasy points is almost an automatic no brainer because he's been giving you basically seven X over his last two games. Yeah, that makes a, a ton of sense overall. Uh, another guy that I want to talk about here that they've sort of been flip-flopping here, but is definitely trending in the right direction and still very cheap is Kent Bazemore um, at just mm-hmm. 5K in his last game on DraftKings. Get jumped back into the starting lineup, got huge minutes, and put together one of his best games of his career, 28 points, three threes, five rebounds, two assists, a steal, and a block. Stuff the stat box here with 41 fancy points, good for 8.3X. Had a little bit of a bump in the road, but like I said, I, I throw... 
out every game log against the San Antonio Spurs. It's almost like it didn't happen to me because A, mm-hmm. I never played them in DFS anyway, uh, you know, for the most part. Uh, and B, um, you take a look at, like, if I just erase that 3.6x and 18 fancy points that he got, I go from 8.3x to 6.4 to 5.6 to 6.4, and then I'm happy. You know, uh, I've, I've, I've successfully removed the Spurs from my mind, and I love the play for cash and GPPs. He's, he's gonna be a, a top option for me somewhere at small forward or the forward position, depending if I pay up or down. But regardless, I'll be locking Kent Bazemore into my lineup elite matchup against this, um, the, the Philadelphia 76ers as well. Um, so, and by the way, I want to just give a quick honorable mention to Jeremy Grant, who just went ham, um, in his last matchup there. You, this guy's, you know, GPP only for sure, but pops up here with, a line that you never thought would almost get 30 fancy points, but 6.6 rebounds, three assists, and five blocks. Good yes. for 30 fancy I, points and six I just want to say, I told everybody yesterday to play him, and here's the reason why, so you guys understand. When Nerlens Noel is out, mm-hmm. he I, earlier in the season when Covington was out, he was coming in as a small forward role, which is fine. He was getting the minutes and all that. But when Noel is out, he plays the power forward role. Right. And he didn't even have a great rebounding game yesterday. But he is somebody who is cheap enough that if he's going to get you, you know, the, the, I, again, he didn't even have a great scoring game yesterday, but he does block shots and he does normally grab a lot of rebounds, especially when he's playing that power forward role. And with Noel out, they really don't have a lot of other guys there. So he's going to get huge minutes. If you're getting a guy who's going to get huge minutes at a low cost, and is going to be in the power forward role where he's not only going to get some points and blocks, but he's also going to get you those increased rebounds, he becomes a great play. And I told everybody yesterday that he was a great play and somebody that they should have played, and I had a couple people tweet at me last night and say, oh, that was a great call on Jeremy Grant. Jeremy Grant, when he plays the power forward role, if his price is cheap, is always going to be in play. So he's always somebody that you got to look at as long as he's not in like a horrendous matchup. Yeah, I totally agree with you 1,000%. So I just wanted to throw that out there. All right, before we move on to the power forward position here, Benny, we want to let you know uh, that if you haven't yet checked out FancyDraft.com, we mentioned the flexible lineup that I talked about to to you listeners here. For those of you who are um, looking for just an easier time to set your your lineups here and try to get all the the players that you love to get into your matchups, take advantage. They're just three guards, three forwards, two utility players, larger payout zone than almost any other site with at least 25% of the prize field being paid back in their guaranteed contests. They have a level playing field that allows no more than 20 entries per user in any contest, so you don't have to worry about any Max Delleries or any Benny Richardis firing up uh, 200 lineups. Uh, in- I don't I don't ever fire 200 lineups. I don't have that kind of bankroll. All right, uh, we'll say 180. <laughs> we'll, we'll just okay. we'll cap them a little bit. Yeah, just kidding. All right, uh, more of your entry fees go directly to the payout zone. They do nice things like um, run rake-free GPPs just at random here. They're like, hey, we're not going to charge you anything. All the money's going back to the prize pool in this in this contest. So great stuff like that. So make sure you head on to over to FantasyDraft.com today and use the promo code ROTOZONE for a 100% deposit bonus over at FantasyDraft.com. That is FantasyDraft.com. All right, power forward time here, Benny. Give me what you got. Okay, um... You know what? Honestly, it's it's a very tough position here today. The guy who I I have been you know kind of kicking around is Paul Millsap, especially for cash. You know, I talk about Millsap all the time. You know, some people say he's kind of boring, but I'll take a boring five to five and a half x in my cash games pretty much any day of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, so to me, that's you know perfectly fine. I'm not going to get upset about it. Other than that, though, I think I'd probably wind up going down, you know, a little bit more towards the lower end. 
Um, you got guys like John Luer, who we talk about all the time. You know, even with his price rising now, his minutes are up above 30 lately, basically. He's been putting up 25 to 35 fantasy points, so he's giving you 5 to 6x. Um, if you want somebody who's a little riskier but might have more upside on a per-dollar basis, uh, Ersan Ilyasova has, you know, basically become like a monster over the last couple games. He had a really tough matchup with Blake Griffin where he didn't play a ton of minutes last game, which is understandable because, you know, Blake is is one of the best players that we have in the league, even though some people aren't big fans of him. So I can understand that he had a tough game there. But you look at the games before that. Against Indiana, he went 7x. Against Philly, he went 8x. Against a tough Memphis defense, he went 6x. Against uh, Charlotte, he went 8x. Had a bad... <clears throat> excuse me, a bad game against the Lakers where he got in foul trouble, so you can excuse that. And then Milwaukee and Phoenix, the two games before that, he went five and a half and seven times value. So you've been getting some great production out of Ersan Ilyasova at a really low cost and giving you very good, you know, points per dollar scale, giving you very good upside on it. So, you know, he's somebody that I'm looking to roll out there in a lot of my lineups as well today. Yeah, I totally uh, agree with you there as well. There's you, you, you need to take a look at some of the value options here. I am going to try to pay up in some contests here for Draymond Green at 8200 um, for the last mm-hmm. couple of days pricing here. Um, in three of the past four games, he's paid off 5.7x or higher. Um, nearly hit a triple-double in both these last two games here. One was, I mean, obviously overtime in Boston. He went for 24-11, eight, um, eight assists, five steals. People don't realize he's averaging assists, seven assists per game. Seven assists per game from a power forward who is a defensive stalwart is really insane. Okay, and I actually I'm buying into the revenge narrative that's just going to be like it really isn't even Phoenix's fault except for the fact that they just lost their last game and they have a couple days off from the from their I think they last played on Friday and it's now um, now here we're back to Wednesday so they got the full four days of rest after coming off a brutal seven game road trip um, and Draymond Green I think they're going to be just chomping at the bit at home to get back in action in the top total on the board and you're going to see Draymond Green flying around and it's an elite matchup for Draymond Green too against John Luer who has no chance to match him athletically on either side of the floor so I love Draymond Green if you have the chance to pay up at uh, just above 8k on uh, DraftKings in this matchup all right, center position to put a bow on the show here, Benny. Give me what you got. Yeah, I'm actually looking to save a little bit at this position too. There's two guys in that mid 6K price range that um you know are stuff that are, are two guys that I'm looking at, and they're actually going up against each other. Um, Okafor, when Nerlens Noel is out, actually cares a little bit more about grabbing some rebounds. Uh-huh. So we saw this earlier in the season when Noel was out. I don't know if Noel is going to be back. I don't know how serious that, you know, he, he's got like a scratch to his cornea or something. So that seems like a pretty serious thing. He may be out for, you know, a couple games. I don't think it's going to keep him out for months, but it might keep him out for at least a couple more days. So if uh, Noel is out, I really like Okafor. He's been putting up like 7x value, 5.5x value in his last couple games. And he's priced like a big step down from some of the other centers that you would use that are in the 7 to 8K price range. So if you can get a guy like Okafor in the 6K price range, I think that's a pretty good deal. I also like Al Horford going up against him on the other side. Now, Horford hasn't been great. He's basically only been going about like 5X or, or around there or lower in his last couple games. He's seen his price come down a little bit. But one thing that we've noticed all season is that starting centers against Philly has been, you know, basically like printing money. So I do think that he's in a good spot. And then the guy who... 
I think most people just really aren't using because he's coming off the bench and, and all that stuff is um, Joe Kim Noah. But if you look at Noah's game logs, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven straight games, he's had five and a half X or better. Uh, he's been playing a lot, a few, I'm not going to say a lot more minutes, but a few more minutes, probably averaging somewhere between 25 and 30 right now. And, you know, putting up somewhere between 25 and 40 fantasy points. And he's doing it at less than 5K. So he's giving you a floor of a little bit over 5X and a ceiling of, you know, 8 or 9X at this point. So he's another guy that I would look at. I've actually been using him a bunch. I've seen his name a bunch on a lot of the rosters that wind up at the top of these tournaments. So if you want to, you could even roll two of these guys out there where you could pay up for another stud, maybe fit in even a Westbrook and a Curry today, and you know use a guy like Noah at the center position and some of these other value guys that we told you about to round it out. I really think that the position you want to pay up here is point guard. So I think there's enough value at the other positions that I don't see at the point guard position that that's the way I would kind of roll on, uh, you know, on Wednesday night. All right. Uh, I, I agree with you for the most part, too. I do have a couple of GPs that, that you can make a case for right now, and they're a little bit uneven. Actually, Joakim Noah, believe it or not, has been um, cash safe with GPP upside there. Scored 41 points in uh, his matchup. It was against Philly, so you have to take that with a little bit of a grain of salt there. Um, and he, you know, the couple, last couple match- matchups were a little bit tougher there. He did sc- still score 25 points against um, DeAndre Jordan uh, there with 13 rebounds, which is pretty competitive in just 20 minutes. So um, if it is a tough matchup against Memphis, which should, you know, give you a little bit of pause, but he's 4,800 as of the last game's pricing there. So he's super cheap if you want to go, you know, punt play at the, at the center position. And then, uh, in that same vein, Stephen Adams also, who's actually even cheaper, uh, went down to 3,800 as of the last price ta- uh, pricing. There has been uneven in sort of in terms of you know his production. Due is flipping between 5.5x or higher and two to three x uh, in some tougher matchups. But the matchup is elite today among these two options with Portland on on the slate. We know that Mason Plumlee and Myers Leonard and the entire front line really is just a mess overall, and they're not great defensively. So and Stephen Adams has been getting more minutes than Joakim Noah. So if you want to better matchup and a cheaper price and you're you're okay with gambling on the uh, the uneven production because of the uh, defensive matchup which is elite then you could definitely make a case for steven adams today at at the 4k price range so those are my two cheapies uh for the wednesday slate and that's going to wrap it up for today's show. Thanks for listening. Don't forget you can always subscribe on iTunes and Stitcher for your download convenience. You can always follow Benny on Twitter at BennyR11 and send all your comments, complaints, and questions to me at JoshHayesFS. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next time. The story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.